0: Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is our Habits Show. Zig Ziggler was the grandfather of good habits, and Zig's son and CEO of Ziggler, Tom Ziggler, Is famous for citing that the fastest way to success is simply replacing bad habits with good habits. Today, we go behind the scenes with brain training expert John Asaraf, our guest from show 679, to find out what his habits for success are. And the purpose is to confirm the good habits you employ in your own life and help inspire you to even more. So, what are the daily habits of a successful brain, mind, and change expert? Well, one you won't be surprised by is every morning when he wakes up, he realizes his brain is ready for programming and he has a methodology he employs to wire it for success. You'll want to hear that. Uh, John Asaroff has some significant habits that will inspire and some will just interest you. Like the fact that he's 58 and after a six pack at 60 bet with some friends, he released, as he says, 45 pounds of fat off his body and now boasts a body fat percentage of under 12%. I love this because he's a brainiac he's not a fitness celebrity the type of fitness that he's talking about here he knows it fuels his brain for optimal performance that's what we a lot of times miss in our culture you also hear how he guides his career trajectory by asking what will he be trading his life for his time that's a significant point too he's also a hot sauce fanatic He's an avid traveler and skier, and you'll be intrigued, I think, by how he reviews his weeks, his months, and his years. I encourage you to check out John's new book, if you haven't already, Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. You can get it at Amazon, of course, and then if you go to IgniteMyBrain.com and submit your Amazon uh, receipt, you'll get eight brain training audios. So we're going to get started with John in just a moment. Okay, friends, here I bring you the habits of success that you might choose to apply to your life from John Asaraf. Well, John, hopefully everybody prior to this show has listened to show 679, our main show, and heard us talk, especially towards the end of the show, on habits, uh, which was just a a brilliant discussion, and those habits are reinforced patterns in the brain. So uh, what a better lead-in to talk about your daily habits, those patterns of your brain, those things you employ to do what you do and be the best John that you can be start off. Number one is the physical and uh, nutrition, both sides. What are your habits in those
1: arenas? Sure. So, um, in the last five, six years, I've released 45 pounds of fat off of my body. So, um, I used to drink a little bit too much wine, eat a little bit too much sugar and not exercise a lot and i realized as i was getting you know close to 60 years old that my physical um you know little temple over here wasn't doing as well as it could and so i switched over number one was i got a lot of help to understand fat loss from weight loss and how do i retrain my brain and my self-image and my fat set point to have self-image and a fat set point that I'm comfortable with, which is less than 12% body fat. Uh, I'll give you the result first, and I'll give you the, the, the method. So the okay. result is you know, I weigh 197 pounds right now from 243. So I've lost all the fat. Uh, I've gotten to under 12% body fat, and so now here's how I did it. So my physical regimen is I, I decided that the best diet for myself, food plan for myself, was vegan. Uh, I used to eat a lot of fish, chicken, not a lot of meat, but um, I added a lot more vegetables. Decided to try um, a vegan diet, and that really worked for me. And so I've been a vegan for just over five years now. Wow. I initially hired a trainer to help me develop the habit of working out. And even though I was not as strong as I am now and I was out of shape, I hired a trainer five days a week initially to develop the habit, even though some days I would lay there on the floor, for example, and I'd have him move my body because I was so tired from the day before. But I realized that the habit was more important than the intensity at first. Wow, okay. The habit was more important than the intensity. So I was prepared to pay my trainer to show up so that we would just go through the motion of developing the neural pattern of I wake up, I do my morning meditation, which we'll talk about probably in one of the other sections. And then I do my, you know, an hour to an hour, and 15 minutes of exercise. Now, we start off with 30 minutes, then add a, a few minutes. So I developed the habit of exercise. Uh, initially, a little bit of walking, a little bit of weights. Um, and um, and I, you know, slowly released weight. Uh, specifically, I released fat. And uh, for me, I have a, a language. Something that I, I do quite a lot with is make sure that my language patterns are really good. So I don't use the term lose fat. I, I prefer to release it. Fat is energy. Yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, I uh, needed that extra energy for those years, uh, many years, and I was wanting to release it. So I want to release it back into the universe to somebody else who may need it for comfort and loving. Uh, it served me for a while, <laughs> like but it was it. no longer serving me. I like that. And so, um, so my daily regimen is six days a week I exercise, um, but then I also back it up with inner size. And this is this is the part that a lot of people miss. Uh, so I have affirmations around my health. Uh, I have uh, images of the body that I wanted and that I now have. Um, that um, I, I look at every day. I do something called cognitive priming. So every day, I take a look at um, something that I call as my exceptional life blueprint. And I look at health, wealth, relationships, career, business, fun, experiences, charity. And I see, for example, in the physical section, I see not only my body today, but I also have an image of what I want my body to look like at 70 and 80. So I am imprinting into my subconscious mind by looking at words, repeating them, running my fingers along them, and then seeing images, so I activate the occipital lobe in my brain to wire that image into my subconscious brain, saying this is the body that I'm working towards right now.
0: How old again are you, John?
1: i um, 58.
0: And I, in my research, which is a better word than stalking, uh, checking out Facebook and all that saw some beach pictures of you and uh, far from the average 58 year old, as you know, and congrats on that. That is inspiring. Uh, thank
1: you for that. Well, do right. you know where that came from? Huh? Do we have time? Yeah, sure. Um, three childhood friends, myself, Robert and Mel. I saw the Mel picture. We had an eight pack. Robert um, had gained... Um, was overweight by 110 pounds. We wow. made a, an agreement five years ago. We're going to have six packs at 60.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: And so Mel didn't have a lot of work to do. Robert lost 110 pounds. I released 45 pounds. And all three of us have close to six packs. You know, Mel just turned 60. Robert's 59. I'm 58. So, so that was the, the beginning of the goal yeah. that led to the behaviors. Um, and accountability helped a lot.
0: And I was going to say accountability and community and there, what a great testimony is that that is excellent. It reminds me of that movie that came out recently of the guys who got together to play tag every year. I can't remember what the movie was called, but that's, I like your goal better. Second spoke John is family and friends, really just relationships. The things that you do to the, the good habits for your relationships that
1: you put in. Good. So do you mind if I give you some roundabout answers Please. To, to these? So absolutely. Many years ago, I, I, um, I decided to live my life based on my highest values uh, and make my decisions from my highest values. And so uh, I'm not religious, but God was my highest value, the spiritual intelligence that's within every human being and in everything and everyone. So how do I make decisions and behave from that perspective? Then my second one was health, and I was spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical health. I call it SEMP, uh, which is a model that I teach, SEMP. Um, and then right after my own health is my family and true friends. And then right after that is my contribution to the world. And right after that is the fun and experiences I want to have in the world and what I want to trade my life for. And so family um, is right up there with oxygen for me, hmm. but not before health. And so I want to be in the, in the best physical, emotional, mental and physical state so that I can take the best care and, um, and so um, family, you know, I'm, I'm married and, and possi- possibly because of being divorced twice before and now being with my wife, Maria, for 20 years, um, I, I really wanted to focus on, you know, being a great dad to my sons, great husband to my wife, a great son to my mother and dad and a uh, great brother to my sister and, uh, and my brother. And so it's, it's, it's right up there with oxygen for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: What a testimony there. Divorce. And I read your backstory and there's a lot of stuff that we didn't get into, but divorce oh, yeah. twice, but now married 20 years is a beautiful testimony Married
1: for 13 together for 20.
0: Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, third spoke here, mental. And of course this is your playground right here, inner size, but, uh, but still you're a guy, you wake up in the morning and you do your habits for the mental arena. Tell us about it.
1: Um, all right. So, so there's, there's, um, a daily ritual, you know, that I follow uh, morning is, you know, as soon as I wake up um, and I open my eyes, I do a gratitude exercise. And so what am I most grateful for today? So I want to start off every day a with a smile, wake up, smile, mm-hmm. and then start right off the bat. What am I grateful for? And what pops into my head, my children, my kids, my wife, my work, some of the challenges I may be facing right now that is just forcing me to, to, you know, sharpen the, the sauce, so to speak. Um, And then as I put my feet on the ground, I remind myself that many people didn't or couldn't put their feet on the ground that day. They died Hmm. in their sleep. Hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? Today's a good day to be alive. Um, And so that's my, my first, you know, three minutes uh, and then from there, I do a morning, and I don't know if we're going to get into spiritual, but I do a morning yeah. meditation. Uh, but then from the morning meditation, I go into my cognitive priming, my brain priming, prime my brain on what are the affirmations that I'm reading? What's the story of my life that I read? I have a couple of prayers you know, that I wrote for myself uh, to focus on. Then I look at every one of my, Uh, big goals in health, wealth, relationships, career, business. And I basically say to myself, this is what I want you to focus on today. Uh, And then from there, I go to uh, my calendar of here are the things that I've already, you know, uh, said I'm going to accomplish this day. So I'm mentally focused on those things. Um, And this all happens, by the way, between like 6.30 to 8.30 is me time. Um, on my physical health spiritual emotional kind of priming inner sizing um and um and that's how i start my day then at the end of the day um i do a mental check-in what worked today what didn't what can i do better tomorrow what lessons did i learn
0: i like that that beats beer and tv any day uh i watch
1: i watch plenty of mindless tv too by the way
0: well it's not not ending it (laughs) it's good all right, man. Four financial. And I'm sh- I know you've had a, a story there. You built, I think it was five multi million dollar businesses now. Um, that was not always the case to be in that place. I'm sure you've had a journey. So, uh, whether it's the habits that you employ today or the ones that you have employed to get you where you are today.
1: Sure. Um, so, I've, I've made you know, quite a lot of money um, in, in my time. I've uh, lost a lot of money in a variety of different uh, areas. Uh, I focus on uh, five pillars of financial success today, and some of what I teach is, uh, first is earn more than you spend. Mm-hmm. So rule number one is get your expenses below the amount that you're earning. Number two, which falls right into that, is um, you've got to learn how to manage money. The money that you've got coming in, you've got to learn how to manage it. So I was very fortunate that I learned how, not from my parents, uh, they were, my father was terrible with money, but my mentors we're very astute with money, uh, understanding, um, you know, um, how much is coming in, how much your expenses are, um, how to manage the money you've got coming in, uh, and then how to take the the balance that you have, leave a little bit just in case, and then invest the rest and let your money work for you, uh, which is the third pillar is invest. So pillar one is earn, pillar two is manage, pillar three is invest, pillar four is protect. Once you have investments, um, assets, then there are, uh, protection mechanisms, uh, legal ones you can put in place, whether it's the stock market and stop losses in, on your stock portfolio. Uh, real estate's a little bit harder to, uh, to gauge the marketplace, um, but you can protect assets uh, through protection. And then the fifth pillar is all about um, uh, debt um, and, and recovery as well. So uh, if you have debt, there's a difference between good debt and bad debt, uh, high interest rates, low interest rates, what are the strategies you know, to reduce debt, if you have debt uh, and recover from, you know, from, you know, in in 2008 and nine, uh, I took a massive beating, like a lot of people, you know, in the stock market and in real estate, um, but then recovered, you know, because I had good practices in place uh, of not getting fearful and, um, um, you know, being decimated. So, you know, I, th- those are the, those are the five pillars for me. Um, uh, I, I, I'm fortunate to have a pretty good business um, you know, that, that does well and, and takes care of all of my needs and then some. And then there's actually, if we're talking about you know, financial, there's um, different mindsets that people have that I, that I like to talk about. And there are some people that have a scarcity mindset yeah. where there's not enough. Some people have a security or stability mindset where there's just enough. There's others who have a success mindset where there's more than enough. And there's a significance mindset that suggests that there's more than enough for everybody uh, and you can do a lot of good with it. And that comes, by the way, from Rick Warren. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give him credit uh, for where that's due. Um, But those are real mindsets that people can have around around money and wealth.
0: That is a strong structure. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. spiritual you've hit on this a couple of times already so yeah. tell us tell us what's happening there
1: um I mean like I said I'm not religious um and I believe that everyone and everything has got this um omnipresent omnipotent intelligence within them it is the what makes the cosmos it is what makes us it's in everyone and everything all the time and when you do a little bit of you know or a lot of research, like I do, and you realize, you know, right at the cellular level, uh, when you understand what's happening in a hundred trillion of your cells in your body, and the uh, trillions of gut microbes that you have, and the intelligence within them, you you've got to believe that there's something that created it. Some things I don't know what you call it. I don't care. But what I do know is that. You know, if you take a bucket of ocean water away from San Diego here and you go inland, you know, by a thousand miles, you still have a part of ocean water. And so whatever it is that created me and you and everything else, it is within me. And that's what I call as the spiritual side of me. Um, and so I have practices that uh, remind me and connect me you know, to that. And meditation is one of them. Prayer is another one. Uh, The way I see the world is another one. The way I behave is another one. And so, you know, uh, I believe that everybody is spiritual. Um, Some people are just a little bit more aware of it than others. And so do you have practices to help you become more aware of it? Yeah.
0: Um, can I just ask you, because it's come up, it's been a part of our show. We recently, well, let's see, as the time of this will air, we will have published already some interviews with Johnny Powellard. he has the one giant mind app mm-hmm. and talks about meditation. So that's been a big concept. Is there a certain type that you adhere to? No. Yeah. Okay.
1: I've done transcendental hmm. meditation. I do meditations with sound. I do meditations with breathing. Uh, I've done a variety of different meditations and every day I just pick and choose something that's on, you know, I've got probably eight apps, including, you know, my own inner styles that I've created. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just go, you know, which one do I feel like doing today?
0: Yeah. Beautiful.
1: It's, it's like, to me, it's like exercise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There isn't like one exercise I do every day. I pick and choose and I want to do this today and that today and that today. And so for, for my meditations and mindfulness, I just choose a variety of different methodologies some guided, some not, some with sound, some without, some just quiet, some, some, you know, focusing on breathing and some where there's thoughts, some where there's no thought. So uh, the, the key is to, is to connect. Um, and some meditations are better than others and they're all perfect.
0: Sounds like a, sounds like a habit. Yeah. Uh, career and business is the next one. And this is a uh, guy like you, as, as all of our guests here, have a lot going on, a lot of opportunities, no end of them. You could say yes to something every day. Um, but what are the healthy habits you have career and business-wise to keep you where you want to be?
1: So um, at the bottom of every one of my emails is my favorite quote, do more of what you love, less of what you tolerate, none of what you hate. Mm. Um, I was fortunate you know, um, to have some really good mentors young enough that made me realize that I was trading my life every day for what I was doing and who I was playing with and that that trade better be worth it. And they taught me, you know, not to ask, you know, if I am worthy of the goal or the career or business that I wanted to have was the goal or career business worthy of my life. Hmm. I was like, okay, well, it better be worthy of my life and it better be worthy of it every day because uh, there's definitely going to be some good times. There's definitely going to be some challenging times. And if I don't love, you know, what I'm doing with who I'm doing it with, uh, I'm going to be miserable. And I was not prepared to be miserable.
0: Is what I'm doing worthy of my life. That may be a show title there. Uh, Thank you for that. Last one, John, it's personal. These are the things that you do call it fun, play hobby, the things that you do uh, for you for joy.
1: So sure, A lot of people don't know this about me, but I am a fanatic for hot sauces. So I make my own hot sauces with um, some of the hottest peppers in the world, the Trinidad Scorpion, the ghost pepper, but I also mix um, truffle uh, oil with it and um, apricots or raspberries. I, I love a little bit of sweet and some really hot. I like hot sauces that have flavor versus just hot. So um, you know, I make hot sauces. Uh, my wife and I, I uh, travel about three months a year around a different place in the world. And I love to take my, my sons and I'm an avid, avid skier. So that is my passion. I love the beach and I love to ski. So,
0: well, and you told me about the, the house on the mountains you've got here in my neck of the woods. So um, beautiful. I got to tell you, man, hot sauces, are 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 joy of mine. I don't make my own, but that's what I often get for gifts. People send me uh different varieties, and uh, so I like that one. Uh, beautiful. Man, thank you. Thank you for letting us have the behind the scenes look and uh the reality of you just walking out the daily habits and your own inner size. It is uh it's been a gift to hear,
1: John. Awesome. I've got one little last piece for you. Please. So we talked about daily habits, mm-hmm. uh, but let's take it a little step further. Um, every Sunday I take 30 minutes to review my week. Okay. So the night before, um, you know, on Sunday night, I plan the week. Um, I make sure that I have, you know, the marching orders of what I'm going to do. Uh, every month I take uh, a couple of hours to review the month. Every quarter I take half a day to review the quarter. And every year I take three to five days to plan the next year. Wow. So from, the, from the daily, which is great, let's put an entire ecosystem in place for checks and balances so that you can never be too far off of your plans.
0: I like it. It's convicting. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for taking the minute to share that, too. Uh, John, again, yeah. just a gift. Uh, thanks for bringing this to us. And I am inspired for my own inner size.
1: Thank you, my friend. Thanks for doing this. And thanks for doing such a great job.
0: Oh, my honor. Well, there you go, friends. Again, you can get John's new book, Inner Size: the new science to unlock your brain's hidden power on Amazon, and then go to ignitemybrain.com. Submit your Amazon receipt. You'll get eight brain training audios. And hey, if you got value from the show, let us know. Leave a review on iTunes and mention John and share the show with someone you think it would be of interest to. Coming up next in show 682, we have our Q&A show titled Succeed Where Others Said You Could Not. Have you had an area in life where you once underperformed and were thought to not have much ability and you ultimately came to succeed in this area? Do you have an area in your life you've been told you can't do it, you can't make it, and you've just believed that untruth. Maybe you should think again. I'm going to kick this next show off by playing a a three-and-a-half-minute clip from Zig Ziglar where he shares a story by one of his daughters, actually, who was deemed in school as not a high academic performer. That perception was carried out by everyone around her, even Zig and his wife, Jean. And he shares what transpired many years later. And as you can imagine, it's an inspiring story. And from this, I ask a question on Facebook. And folks, I invite you to join us for these weekly conversations. You can find and friend me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. Uh, But this week, I asked the question, have you had an area in life where you once underperformed and were thought to not have much ability in and later came back to succeed in this area? Tom Ziegler, join me to talk through your comments, and I believe you'll find great confirmation and probably some conviction.